welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads, along with Dylan Bear. Welcome back to the show. Paul Roshan, AJ Riley, Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bassin. If y'all are still with us and you survived the atomic bomb Roshan last week, we appreciate y'all sticking around for this week's show. It is not going to be the same, we hope. No. Now, the Detroit No, no, it, it's not. It, this is a much more just chill. Okay, good. We haven't started yet. Right, we haven't started we yet, but we're just no, hopeful. No. So last week we discussed <laughs> the Lions hiring of Brad Holmes. Sorry for PTSD there, Paul. Uh, this week, the Lions have brought in their new head coach in Dan Is that Campbell. official? Official, official? It, May as well no. no. I thought he was announced. Yes. I know he was uh, like well, the, Lions, the Lions didn't announce Are it. Are we the sure? The Lions didn't say we've hired Hold on. Yeah. In their Hang presser, on. they How didn't say it. Aaron Glenn he did... our DC if Dan Campbell is not in as our head coach. He, I thought sure. it was no, hold on. Aaron, Aaron Glenn wasn't announced. Yeah, he was but just, I thought, just I thought Dan Campbell was announced. What was the presser for? No, he's, he, did, he did his exit interviews today with the Saints. All right, well, we're announcing or, this shit here, yeah. now, on Tuesday. That's right, yeah, exclusive, because <laughs> nobody knew. Tuesday the 19th, <laughs> the day before Joe Biden is sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. Dan Campbell <laughs> at 44 years old, Aaron Glenn at 48 years old, and Brad Holmes at 41 years old. We got a young-ass crew taking over our Detroit Lions, a couple of Aggies coming in who have been working together down there where I live, down in New Orleans. And, boys, I'm actually a little hopeful of these Detroit Lions. It's a rare thing for me to say in my life, I swear to God. I the last agree. I've said this before. The last time I said this about the Lions, it was when we drafted in Dominican Sioux. But I'm actually a little hopeful because everything I keep reading about these two guys is giving me hope that we're going to have some leadership, we're going to have some fire, and hopefully, if everything goes to plan, we're going to have some wins. Quick question. Very, very important question. Sure. What is different about what you're reading than you read about when Bob Quinn was hired? Uh, um, I wasn't able to That's read when Bob Quinn was hired. So oh, you didn't get that <laughs> fun. <laughs> <school. All right. laughs> what? <laughs> Matt learned how to read very late. <laughs> wow. Very no, late. No, honestly, I, don't, just, I can honestly just, say just I, don't remember, I don't remember what yeah, I, I don't read about Bob Quinn. I've gone through enough uh, of these cycles, and I, I feel like... There's been what, two? It's almost... It's it's like a home improvement project almost. Oh, like Bob Vila. Like, it's, it sucks the whole <laughs> way through, and you're miserable, and you curse yourself, and you're like, I'm never going to do this again. And then a few years later, when a similar renovation needs to be done... You're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like, I tackled that. Yeah, let's do that again instead of doing things the right way. And then you get all hopeful and you map out this plan and you're like, things are going to be good this time. I've done it once before. I know what's going on. And then halfway through, you're like, why? Why did I do this? Why didn't I just have somebody else do this? Well, We've been through this. But we're not a lot even halfway through yet. This is not. I don't feel anything different. Like when Bob Quinn was hired, it was like, oh, they finally went out and got an up-and-comer from a winning organization. Mm. It's going to be a culture change. He has all of the experience, and he's coming from Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, and it was all hope. It was pure hope. It wasn't a retread, right? There was no retread. 
it wasn't someone that had, had failed somewhere before. It wasn't someone promoted from within the Lions organization. It wasn't someone plucked out of a booth. This was a guy coming from a great team and new, fresh start, right? What is different now? Where is this extra hope coming from? I'll I'll tell you, at least for me, the difference is in the people that are coming in. First of all, we got former players coming in who have been in the league, been around this league, been around this caliber of, of athlete, both playing with them just before them, before becoming, you know, in the coaching side of things and everything I'm reading about these guys of working their way up and being hungry to do the best of their ability at the job that is handed to them, not trying to rest on their laurels of being a former player, knowing the league in that manner. They've everything I'm reading on both Campbell and on Glenn is they have taken on menial tasks to prove themselves again and again and again. And I like that for my team that we got guys yeah. that are hungry and that we're seeing guys that are building a, that everywhere they've gone so far as coaches, the culture around them has seemed to be very good. The players like them. And yes, we had that. I know not with Matty P, but the man before, but the fact that what I'm hearing is the, the strengths of Campbell is his leadership ability. What I'm hearing about Glenn is the fact that this guy is a student of the game and took that to being a student of the game as a coach, not just as a player, and that these guys are hungry. And I'm hoping that we're going to see that transition to on the field to play with our team, playing hungry, playing aggressive, and learning how to win together. That's the hope that I'm getting from everything I'm reading on both Campbell and Glenn. Well. That's the stark difference, Matt, and I'm glad you brought it up and mentioned Jim Caldwell, is with Matt Patricia, at least, not so much the GM hires, but the coaching hires. With Matt Patricia, it was, he's a defensive genius, X's and O's, rocket scientist. Like, he he knows how to scheme all of these different ways. And with Campbell, you're not getting any of that because you have no idea. He hasn't called plays before. He was just the assistant head coach for Sean Payton. So you hope that he knows maybe he picked up something in terms of play calling. Yeah, but we don't but the need biggest... him to make play calls. Like I that's and, actually right. what I, I kind of like. I don't about even know him. that he's gonna call the play. That's plays. what I'm saying. Like I like but, the fact that he can kind of take that CEO role and kind of facilitate and bring in guys that have their own like it's what I've kind of gone back to with like Patricia and the Belichick situation, right? Like Whoever our defensive coordinator was under Patricia always probably had to have their work checked and double checked by Patricia because they're running his defense. You know what I'm saying? So, like, (laughs) obviously not very well, but but bringing in somebody that can set the tone for leadership and the direction, and that's his main focus, kind of like what they're doing with Holmes and the way that he's focusing on this aspect. He's not taking care of the travel, he's not taking care of the nutrition like normal. Like, I actually like that. Because a, a diversion, I, I like a diversion of interest. If you're divided in what you have to do, nothing gets done well. But if you have a sole focus on one task and responsibility, you can do that a lot better. And I think that that's the case with Holmes and the way that they seem to have set this up. And it seems like that's uh, going to be the case with Campbell, who's coming in not as an offensive former offensive coordinator, not as a former defensive coordinator, but as a tight ends coach and, and assistant head coach, right? So he can bring and in an somebody. interim head coach, you know, for for uh, what twelve games right. in Miami in twenty fifteen. Right. Okay, and Not so good. he so, but he can then get in a defensive coordinator that can solely focus on the defense and not have to have his work double checked by that coach. AJ, 
It, AJ, what? quick question. Yeah. Who are your top three NFL coaches off the cuff? Just give me three big names that you really like in the NFL right now. Like, that, you think you're like uh, best coaches. That I really like in the NFL? Yeah, um, like if you if you could have your pick of all the NFL coaches, like who who in age isn't really a factor, just how good yeah. the coach they are. Like, um, what do you got? Is Mc, Bill Belichick on that list? McVay. McVay's on that list. Is um, Andy Reid on that list? Andy Reid is on that list. Belichick's got to make that list, right? I don't think so. I mean, he used well, to. Well, I, I think this year was does. very telling with Belichick and maybe what one he, subpar well, year with the garbage I mean, team yeah, the, the means one of the greatest well, coaches but, ever. Hang on, but he hasn't made that team better the last two years. Hold on, Without you're also Brady. saying projecting forward, like right now, because right. Belichick's so old. I said, I said age isn't a factor. I just, I, I, I understand like the that. Person. But I, it I is think Belichick's me. up there, and I get no, where you're I'm going. No, I'm saying pretend that they're not seventy. I'm saying like you can have them for twenty years if you want. I'm just saying like so, whatever. You like McVeigh, you like Reed. Who else you like? Um. Trying to rack my brain of coaches, to be honest. Sean Payton, Payton, no, Sean Payton was one I was gonna throw. Get All right, so I would like, I would like God to be clear. The reason oh. I asked this question is because everything sounds good. Everything you guys are saying sounds good in theory. I didn't say But anything. first, I want to look at. <laughs> What do all these really good coaches, at least coaches that we think are really good, have in common? Well, the most important thing to me is they're kind of masters of one side of the ball. Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and McVay are all offensive guys, and they run that offense. It's their offense that's being run, not the coordinators. Belichick is the opposite on on the opposite side of the ball, right? right? He, He came up on the defensive side. I think this is important, even more so for the Lions. I mean, obviously, it's not what we have, but it would be even more so important for the Lions because you have a first-time play caller at defensive coordinator, and there's a chance that you end up with one at offensive coordinator. We'll see who that ends up being in a little bit here. But you have a first-time play caller at on defense, and you don't have a coach with any play-calling experience to help him, okay. to back him up. I think all the CEO stuff sounds great in theory. Like, just run the team. Don't worry about the day-to-day. We just had the defensive guy in here, and that didn't work out. Seems like but a bit of an overcorrection. When you look at great coaches across sports, for most – I'm talking football, sorry. Across – it goes to college, too. Most of them are experts on one side of the sure, ball. Sure, I get and that. And it's not it – it's not – all inclusive. You have Dabo Sweeney, who is a wide receivers coach, or, um, or never John Harbaugh before, and he is very much a CEO type. John Harbaugh is a great example, Dylan. Probably, honestly, the best example that anyone could come up with in this instance um, would be John Harbaugh, who is a special teams coach. Although I would argue, not argue, but I do think context matters. With John Harbaugh, um, the family that he was raised in, the coaching but experience you, that but he grew he, up but around him, not, in bouncing, not very good. bouncing all <laughs> over the place, you stop it. Um, but no, John Harbaugh would be a very good example of a CEO type. For, for sure, go. your CEO type. That panned out. I would, I, I do believe, and I don't have it up right now. When John Harbaugh first became a head coach, he was surrounded by a lot of experience, and that is something that concerns me with 
this hire, a lot of things concern me about the hire, and I don't think this is a terrible hire. I don't think this is, holy crap, it's bad. It's a very who-knows-what-we're-going-to-get type hire. It's very Mike Vrabel-ish, and I think that's a lot of the reason that we went in this direction, is looking for the next Mike Vrabel, right? Although I have deep questions about now, him after paying a little bit more attention because recently. Because of one play. I do want to let Dylan get in here, though, before we continue the conversation. It's really down to uh, – I was literally going to say that your best-case scenario is going to be John Harbaugh because, to be fair, that's exactly the type of hire that you're looking for, which is all the more reason why it's very hard right now to say whether or not this is a good staff or not until you see who the offensive coordinator is. Like, that's a big well, deal. Even even with the offensive coordinator. I, I, um, but the Doug reason Peterson, why, come on down. But the reason why I like – the defensive coordinator choice, even with the inexperience, and, and this is something I've been consistent about throughout this process, if you look at his position group, he's done oh, yeah. a phenomenal oh, yeah. job. Like, I hate Our the DBs Saints, are going to be sick! Well, like, yeah, he Mar, look at the guys like Marshawn Lattimore that was under his stead. And, uh, yeah, he's a first-time play caller, but if he is anything like what he did at his position... That's a very promising hire. Well, and not just yeah, what, he, what is... he did as a coach of his position this year. The Saints were fifth in yards allowed, sixth in yards per pass, fourth in interception rate, second in completion percentage, and they ranked third in pass def- right. uh, the defense so DVOA. Glenn, Glenn is absolutely one of the best defensive backs coach in the entire NFL. There's absolutely no question about it. And for by all accounts, he's a relentless worker, and he has earned this promotion. There's This is not – this is very different to me than our GM hire, sure. he has earned this promotion. That doesn't mean it's going to work, but he has at least earned the promotion. But especially with the, you have the inexperienced head coach who does not have an expertise on either side of the ball. And now you have a first time play caller on defense and you can't assume Ooh. that our DBs are going to take this big leap because how much hands on time is our defensive coordinator going to get to spend with our corners? But he has to, he's, a first time, often, he's a first-time he, play caller that is going to be spending all of his time developing a game plan. Yeah, but right? don't like often they kind of double dip as far as position groups go. And so on like, top of that, you would think he would hire a coach, like a positional coach that is going to do That is going to teach his yeah. methods. Yes, right. absolutely. But it's not the same. We uh, all know that. You, not, can, but... you can hire – it's kind of – so Andy Reid has – Eric Bieniemy, right? Mm-hmm. But we all would agree that if you hire Eric Bieniemy, you're not necessarily getting Andy Reid. It's not necessarily the same. Outside of play calling, like you see it when head coaches are play callers, yes, you get that side of the equation. But when you're talking about a coordinator from a position coach, that coordinator is not doing much position coaching, if any at all. And it's not its not necessarily a terrible thing. As Dylan said, he's going to hire a guy that he's comfortable with. It's going to teach his techniques and methods and in the similar style to him, and you hope that translates. But he could be – he could flame out as a play caller – and that you might not also not get the benefits of him being an exceptional DB coach because that's not what he's doing here. I'm not saying that he's I, – I think it, he's a fine hire. It's just a very unknown. And our whole staff is unknown. I, do, I actually think – Go ahead. Okay. I actually think Doug Peterson would be an incredible OC hire, not because not I think he's the it, best. Though. Not oh, I didn't say we we're going to, but someone mentioned him. Wow. Uh, but the reason I think he'd be an incredible OC hire, even though he might not even be an incredible OC, is just the fact that 
he has all the experience that our staff is lacking. He has the, not just sure. play calling experience, but he has head coach experience. And he, he could kind of be the elder in the room, if you will, to lean on. It, it, Jawan Howard is an example that I would point to, right? Coming to Michigan. Oh, uh, with Martelli, something, yeah. Something that Jawan Howard did really well is surround himself with a wealth of experience around him. And in old Phil Martelli is one of them, and he was a head coach for a long time. A legend, um, but not just a coach. That's true, not just a coach, although a little bit old. A lot of the younger kids might not know about the it's legend st- of still, Phil Martelli. It's a brilliant move, and I understand your meaning. And, and that's not the only coach either. He had he has a wealth of established leaders on that staff in general. So that is really important to me for a young coach that's never led a program before of any kind, let alone now we're in the NFL, and we're not – this isn't just – a pro, you're not stepping into a good situation. We would all agree that so, the Lions are not a Paul, good situation. Paul, let me ask you a question. Well, I mean, yeah, usually any team that fires their defensive coordinator or even needs a co- new coaching staff isn't in the best situation. And I guess oh. the the thing for Aaron Glenn, because I I thought this and I wanted to do like a quick fact check. Uh, so Aaron Glenn spent five years as a D-backs coach, and obviously now is his first time calling plays. In 2006, there was a man who spent five years as a D-backs coach, one year calling plays, and then he's still a tenured NFL coach, and that was Mike Tomlin. He coached the defense, or he was the defensive backs coach for somebody, and then he went to um, to Minnesota to call their defense, and then he was named the coach of the Steelers a year later, and obviously he's had great success over there in Pittsburgh. So it's obviously not saying that it can't work, and if you're looking for a, a pie-in-the-sky scenario or best-case scenario, that's obviously it, where Aaron Glenn is out of here in a year because he did such a good job with the well, defense. Well, no, that's not good I don't at all. It's going to be and also, terrible. But, what are you talking about? Well, no, but to Paul's point in what you're talking about with Mike Tomlin, his defensive coordinator for most of his tenure when he started was a very seasoned veteran at defensive coordinator, Dick LeBeau, who is by all accounts considered – outside of maybe Buddy Ryan, maybe the best defensive coordinator in NFL history. Like, that's you how... would throw Buddy Ryan in there. Ah, uh, goddamn right I would. <laughs> but the point of, uh, of what... You know, he's he only got one say... title, so is he really that special? All right, stop. <laughs> true. I think he's overrated. All right, so the Wait, point did you of say what... true or Drew? <laughs> I, I said true. Now... <laughs> The point, so there is one thing I want to submit into evidence real quick for anyone who is actually going to be learned about this gentleman or not. If you look at the regular season game this year between New Orleans and Kansas City, New Orleans, as much as this hurts me to say, actually had probably the best defensive game plan against Kansas City I've seen in the last three years. They had. Did you see that Raiders game? They had a scheme that this is all leading to Aaron Glenn's credit because they had their secondary basically running. They had a three deep kind of a cover three almost with their safeties about 10 to 15 yards back. And then they had their secondary, uh, the corners playing head up. The point of that was that there are no deep plays. Patrick Mahomes will be throwing five, six, seven-yard passes down the field, and that's how he'll beat us. For the, almost the entirety of the game, it was working very successfully. And if it wasn't for Drew Brees completely shitting the bed, New Orleans very much probably should have won that game, but then it got broke open. But if you watch the film 
of that game and how the secondary was able to hold back the best offense unequivocally that the NFL has seen in the last 10 years, that sort of scheme, the way that secondary played, the way that scheme was built around to stop that team, that makes me very excited for this hire. Like, this is not like Patricia for this reason. This dude is not some fabled genius. He is tangibly, this season, we see what his work is capable of doing. That is all the more reason why I think this dude is a as close to a knockout as you can get with an unknown guy. But we got to see him call plays. No, I, I mean, agree. so let's I mean, be, you hate, <laughs> you hate Eric Bieniemy as a prospective hire. You've uh, made that for, very, for very clear. personal reasons. Yes. You've, you've made that very clear. I know is he not in a similar situation? Uh, well, no. Here's a uh, Josina Anderson. I'm told Saints secondary coach Aaron Glenn is still considering interest from two other teams to be defensive coordinator. Shit. In addition to the Lions. That's not good. That's no, not that good. was literally reported as hired on ESPN. Yep. Counted our chickens before yeah, they hatched. No. And they could still have it. Just, been hired. It just seems like it's, That's what uh, doesn't make seems sense. Like it's a little bit more premature than Dan Campbell. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to be bad. Oh, uh, God. I, I don't see him going anywhere else. We can, I say we, we sure should continue hope so. this <laughs> under this assumption. We'll <laughs> continue this, amazing, this under the right? assumption that he is coming here. And, uh, I mean, because Detroit's probably I, I a good situation, even though we're inept in talent. Oh, yeah, you got like, a number three overall corner to work with. And there's less... Oh, don't start there. <laughs> so I, I feel like it, I hated the pick more than anybody else in the world, and yet I am the least down on him after this year. <laughs> yeah, because it's you're down on everybody else. shit-talking Okuda? He's he was hurt most yeah, of the just year. Just because he was bad. He was hurt most of the year funny. and didn't play well. And he, he was outperformed like... by guys who were drafted much lower than him, like my guy who was drafted in the second round. Listen, Did your guy have up. someone on the other side of the field to actually do work? Because Okuda didn't. I'm, I'm, uh, excuse well, me. Yeah. We're paying $9 million a year <laughs> to a corner on our roster. Jalen Johnson, though, is, is pointing out that the Lions been are so good. That's the problem. Like the Lions, he's Bob Quinn. Yeah. That's a Quinn sign. No, 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 hang on. No, 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 hang on. Really? Because they were stupid before hiring Bob Quinn. Well, yes, but I'm just saying. That's well, there's specific the Matt, example. I, there's the Matt Hold on. Here. I disagree with that, actually. Well, didn't Bob Quinn immediately follow Martin Mayhew? You love. You have weird spots. It's not weird. Mayhew is uh, the no, most disrespected not, person in the history of our franchise. This. Dude. this is not Martin it's, Mayhew time. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. Oh, not he made one anymore. massive fuck up okay, in his career. Right? I don't. What? I have no horse in this game. And it what? buried us is, in him. Is he from Pontiac? Is that why you like him so much? He, oh my god. <laughs> what was that major? No, ride, ride with your boy. Hey, Ryan, not ride. Uh, Paul. He, he hired Jim. What? Yes. Who am I seeing here? What is this? Uh. Sheldon White was in between. There it was, Shelly. Yeah. What about him? He actually worked at Michigan State afterwards. He was the. He, I think he, he was, was in between Mayhew and Quinn. Like no, he year. was. Hold on. Yeah. Hold I don't on. Remember that? Not not for a year. Hold on. No, ninety-seven one had a drop about it. Mayhew was fired mid-season. Huh. Sheldon White took over until Mayhew was replaced. That does not count. We've established this I on never. this podcast before. That does not count. No mas. 
I'm just trying to think of who would fit the description we're talking about for an offensive coordinator. You would think if Nagy had gotten shit-canned, maybe that would be a move? I'm telling you honestly, like, I wouldn't mind at all hiring Schottenheimer. The main reason being, he literally got fired for being the opposite of Daryl Bevel. That's literally Uh why he got fired. And I am, sign me up for all of that. He throws the ball too much. Get his ass on a plane to DTW now. Uh, for whatever reason, now. I we were talking about Marty Schottenheimer. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold that on. That would make a lot less sense. <laughs> Red Sox, no, yeah. He got fired for going 14 and 2. <laughs> and losing in the playoffs. No playoff wins. Was that with Dan? Chargers. No, no was Chargers. the other AFC West team. The other AFC. Yeah, no, I I, I don't want to disappoint you, you, but if all you're hoping for is throwing the ball a lot, you're not going to like Dan Campbell because this man's going to want some balance. Oh yeah. (sighs) Listen, just just as an example here, when he took over, when he took over for Miami, he took over for Miami after they after their one and three start that year. Tannehill went from throwing the ball 43 times a game to 24 times a game. They ran the ball more times in the next two games than they ran in the four games before So I was was trying – remember when we said we weren't going to do what we did last week (laughs) and it was going to be a better cast? And you have to ruin this for me. Paul, don't forget, after Hiroshima was Nagasaki. So if we already had one A-bomb, we're going to have another H-bomb. Dan Campbell has a very (laughs) small track record, but of his track record, he's a piece of shit when it comes to being a head coach and his philosophies are literally from 1865. And I didn't really want to get into that because I was very negative last week. I was, I, I mean, was, you, you already know who our OC is going to be. Our was OC right? is, was here last year. I said, you already know who our offensive coordinator is. He was here last year. No, stop <laughs> stop. No, fucking Honestly right. though, in all they have the same philosophy. Bevel's, and Bevel know, fits. All of our players are going to vouch for him. Bevel fits. Dan Campbell perfectly. Where is does anyone have the Dan Campbell quote on the type of offense in winning football games? Where women like men and men like women? Oh my lord. No, that was that was a good quote. Um That was pretty great, honestly. We're not gonna get into that though. Um hold on. Yeah, there's a quote from nineteen ninety eight. Let's bring it up now, like seriously, because people can't grow in twenty plus years. No, oh, it's the whole point of our society, don't you know? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Paul, I got I got your offensive coordinator pick right here. And it's, it's Doug Peterson. Gonna... Hopefully. No, 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 no. I'm not even kidding. This would be Paul would love this a hundred percent. I wanna see I wanna see if you can guess who this is. You love this person. At least I think. And he used to Nate, Nate Burleson. He is responsible for the rookie of the year. Let's Anthony put Lynn. It that way. Close worked under him. Wait, the rookie of the year this year? Yes, well, sir. Will be, we assume. Correct. Well, come on, it's it's clearly going to be Herbert. I would hope so. There's a chance it could go to Jefferson, but I hope no, not. no. It should be Herbert. There is rumor. There is definitely rumor that Pep Hamilton Sweet. may be an offensive coordinator. I I thought oh. Pep Hamilton already got hired. No, he, well, he's the uh, QB coach for the Chargers right now. So. I am mixed bag on Pep Hamilton, but I I I would I would like that hire. Oh, right? right? That wait, that is he, one I'm like hired by the Panthers or some shit. But wait, hold on a second. Hold on. 
Pep Hamilton is the QB coach for J- Justin Herbert. And honestly, based on that alone, I'm going to be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> but why not the head coach for Justin Herbert who just got fired? No, hell no. No way. I don't know. To me, I want to go. I want. I want to go young. I'd rather so, at least like hit. Yeah, we, we, we were being, Peterson. We were being positive. We might as well just stop it. This quote that I'm about to read you, I you will be forgiven if you think it is from 1954. Um, it's actually from 2019, uh, from the new head coach of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell. We and think he, he apparently. Says, he said, no, not, not apparently. Oh, <laughs> not that what? one. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Oh, man. no. I actually, don't get my hopes up. Uh, he said, just from a philosophy standpoint, how you play the game, offensively, defensively, it was like identical. He was actually talking about Bill, Bill Parcells and their philosophies. Uh, he, Campbell said, it's about running the football. Your quarterback makes, your quarterback makes smart decisions. You don't win or lose with your quarterback. Your defense is balls to the wall all out. Those are the games you're winning because of your defense, and you've got time of possession with the run game. What's wrong with that? And then, and then when you th- what is wrong with that? What's wrong with that? It's archaic and nonsense. Time Which of possession, meaningless statistics. Running the ball is not winning you football games in 2021 in the NFL. Tell that to the Titans. They did a pretty good job with it. Especially, and here's the thing. It's not – so if we were built like the Seahawks eight years ago, I would say perfect. Man, he's the perfect coach for us. The problem is we're built – all we can do is throw the ball right now. When was we that literally, quote said though? Hold on. When last was, year, 2019. It was, it was or, last I'm sorry. Uh, now we're in 21 now, so like right, a year and so a half two ago. Years ago. But super recent, very relevant, okay, like recently. This is not an old quote of like eight years ago. This is right. how he – That's because he had Alvin Kamara, and he's like, you know what? Now <laughs> – the problem is, if you are going to maximize Detroit right now, like you're trying to win football games, Detroit should be throwing it 45 times a game. Almost like, like that. Period. Why I recommend it. Recommend it. personnel we've had for the last Absolutely five, 45 times a game. Our personnel is not going to change overnight. No, it's not, but we're not going to be afraid to win overnight line, either. Our offensive our offensive, no, no, you're still you're trying to win. You're still calling plays to Maybe. win. Like you don't, you don't call plays based on what you wish your team was. You call plays based. Well, a lot of coaches well, do. Hang on, they're I was bad just say, coaches, I'm pretty sure Matty P did that his entire tenure. But that's that's the problem. That's my concern. You call plays based on the personnel you have, and we haven't seen it in Detroit. We have not seen it since Scott Linehan, and he had his own flaws. But at least he called for the personnel that we had. We haven't seen since him us play call for the personnel what we've had. We play call for what we want to be, which is ridiculous. It's just dumb and terrible Why coaching. Why do you think I said who I said? It is that I'm I'm I've convinced myself. Why are you laughing? That is at? your hire. That what, is your hire right there. Who was he wasn't laughing? laughing. I wasn't laughing. Who was Nobody laughing? was laughing. Chill was out. Laughing? Nobody was laughing. No, someone I didn't laughed. Hear anybody a lot. laughing? I think you're crazy. You and Paul's house is haunted. Good to know. Oh, <laughs> oh, stop. Stop. For real. Pat somebody Hamilton is the right, perfect somebody choice. Somebody was laughing a lot. Pat nobody Hamilton laughed. was laughing at you. You're I'm telling you. This is this is the deal right here. This is the deal. Pick. This I'm man, fine with it, but he's not even on the radar. We're not gonna hire him. Like, yes, I would like to hire. That'd be fine. Once it, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now that after next season, he's not gonna be their QB coach anymore. So you might as so, well do it now. Does that quote concern you guys? Knowing what the Lions no. are, knowing the strength of our team, being quarterback right now, that quote doesn't concern you in 2021. You're, 
No, Here's because why. I think we're Here's moving why. on from beyond what has been the strength of our team because the strength of our team hasn't done So even if you build a different oh, team, boy. understanding modern football, that quote doesn't concern you. It doesn't concern you until you see who the hire is. Yeah, because as we had alluded game. to, because as we alluded to before, this guy isn't an offensive yeah. guru either. So it depends on who he hires. So here, here's the issue. Here's the issue right now. He is hiring a guy that has a similar philosophy to him. That's what head coaches. You don't do. know that. We don't. You do I mean, know that. Don't oh know that. no, you do know that. There's they don't. No hi- they don't go out and hire guys. Listen, there are not. Especially first-time head coaches, there are very few trailblazer head coaches that say, you know what, I, I don't have a vision. I'm just going to go out and hire who I think is going to be the best guy. They have an idea of how they want their team to look like, and they hire a guy that fits that idea. That's just how it works. I'm not saying it should work like that. Uh, oh, it's just I how have it another works. thing. There's I have not important. very many. I'm sorry. Very important. Very important to actually like kind of quell your concerns. Uh, I listened fully through the press conference today with your new GM, Holmes. And oh, there is one quote. Well, hold on. There is w- no, but there is one quote in particular that is very important to exactly what you're talking about because you were talking about the modern game, right? Brad yeah. Holmes was very explicit in his support of analytics. And if he and Dan Campbell are working in tandem. I really have a hard time believing that an analytics-driven guy is going to let his head coach run an archaic offense, even so, if it's what he wants. I would agree with uh, that. Like, it's so his I'm quotes not, that I, he I said understand, today. I, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do. I do. And it's not misguided, and you're taking a relevant quote from our new GM. I get it. I appreciate he it. He said it multiple times to the point where I it cannot, wasn't like an offhand comment. I'm not doing this to you. I'm doing this because I've seen this movie before. Bob Quinn came in. It was all about numbers, right? Bob Quinn came in and he he said one of the most important things I'm going to look at when I'm evaluating talent is the spark rating, S-P-A-R-Q. For those of you that don't know what that is, it is basically you take all of your combine stuff and you come up with one score based on measurables, right? And that's like your overall athletic profile. And so a, a guy that's 280 pounds that runs a 4.5 gets bumped up a little more than a guy that's 180 pounds running a 4.5. Or And it takes your – it combines everything and you get like an overall athletic profile, right? And he talked at length about how – we were going to be a more athletic team in, in, in things like that were super important for him. And he talked about analytics too, but I, I, the reason I'm singling this out specifically is he multiple times talked at length about athletic profiling and getting more explosive and better athletes. And this motherfucker turns around and drafts guys like Tease Tabor and Quintez Cephas. But that's, uh, there is I a can't... big difference, though, because because Brad Holmes has been quoted himself and from people within the organization. He has not he doesn't do that. The measurables for him are secondary. He has a very different scouting system. And I don't know the intricacies of it because I only... I've heard it second. But I, I'm just saying, we had a guy it. come in here tell us how they're important, not the, important same. the measurables like, I, were, and then do the opposite. So I excuse me for not being able not. to give a shit about what he said. At also, his press hold conference. on, he was also a pro scout though, so that at least with Holmes, he has an actual tangible track record where we can look at it and say, is he really following what he is saying? to all of us and from everything i've heard from everyone within the rams organization 
he is extremely forward thinking and isn't relying like Bob Quinn hit apparently was on like, oh, his 40 times great. Like that wasn't but a that's thing. My, so did. my problem isn't that he relied on that. My problem is that he said he was going to and then didn't. He did the opposite. But, he said, but he I, I want guys with a good athletic profile and then it's, I draft a corner that runs guy. a four I, But I'm just saying. When you come in, you can talk all the nonsense you want at your press conference. It's what you actually do when the decision. But that's in why I'm hand. showing his track record because he has. He doesn't have a track record though. that he did. He follow didn't make his those picks. Rules. He didn't make those picks. I'm talking about his process of evaluating players. That's fine. Which is again something that multiple people can in the organization have. Please not do this again with Holmes. Please, we did this. It's last not, week but it's not, but it's it. No, but it's relevant to this offensive coordinator. Not when spot he gets back to Paul saying he didn't said. make those picks. Well, but again, I'm not even talking about the picks themselves. I'm talking about his process of analyzing players, and th- that's two very different. Can we not things. talk about the process? We we know I don't like the process. Whatever. Anyone else find it funny I'll, that a tight end in the NFL is talking about wanting to run the ball a ton? No, no. just me. Someone who's either catching the ball. He was a blocking tight end. He was a blocking tight end. He was a blocking tight end. No, he played the block. Uh, if I, there was a quote from Tony Gonzalez that he said his favorite part of playing the game was blocking. Like tight ends love to do yeah. that shit. Yeah, he's he's, well, he's also we, a lot. Tight ends that aren't Shannon Sharp. Tight 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 sharp yeah. Okay, but then you also have guys like Gronk who who do the same shit. I mean, Gronk like blocking so much he ruined a dude's career. Nobody knows what I'm referencing. Nope, lost okay, us on that one. one. He lit. He, he he was going down. It was a touchdown. He was going down. He blocked a dude so hard that he knocked the guy out for the rest of the season. I forget who it was. It was I time think for him he was to go on the Bills. <laughs> that was not what it was. Like he he pancaked the dude like 40 yards downfield, away from the play, out of bounds. It was real nasty. All right, whatever. Unimportant. Jesus, this is what that sounds. I, I, no, I, I mean, say, it was, but <laughs> I will say. My 90% of faith that I have in Dan Campbell will be resolved when we have our first fourth and three from the opponent's 40-yard line next season. <laughs> and, and I will tell you – Oh, and he, he doesn't let Wash as Matt Prater kick it? A good coach. <laughs> he doesn't have to let him kick it. We can throw for it. It's fine. <laughs> well, it's because he can't make it anymore, so I hope he doesn't kick it. I mean, he can kick it too. I mean, do you are you guys all think that this is a good hire? So, like, especially not just a good hire, but like the best possible hire. Like, you had guys like Salah out there. How can you justify? Well, how can I you justify we, we not can't do that with him. guys that are no longer available? Salah, we messed that you know, up. He's not available. Yeah, but he was available, and we yeah. didn't offer him. So that's what right, I'm but saying. That's y'all's fault. Okay, but he's so. gone. So that's what I'm so saying. One, once he's gone, he's gone. After that, it's no. There's nothing else we can do. Yeah, but I mean, the, like that wasn't Holmes. You, you I'm not. Wanna, you want to bring up names of guys that are still available? I'm fine for that conversation. But I'm so not I didn't talk about Holmes. guys that were hired Hold before on. already. He was available to us, and we didn't offer him. It doesn't Regardless, matter. He's already gone. It doesn't matter. That's You're not gone Campbell's now. fault. It, 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 I'm not blaming Campbell. You. I'm not blaming Campbell or Holmes. I'm but saying for no us. Talking about I'm point, saying though, for then you're going to blame a Ford, to, which yeah, you could have point, hired him. You yeah. could have hired him if there, that's who you wanted to hire. Of, that was an option. There's a sense How, of so you have to compare the Dan Campbell hire to the fact that you could have had him. Yeah, I'm not saying that's a black mark on Holmes. It's not a black mark on Holmes. He wasn't here. Right. No. Okay. So to to answer your question, like. Not having Salah is probably going to be, in my opinion, is going to be like Aaron Donald. Because seeing how his staff is built now, oh, man. 
if only that was here. Like, I, I have no doubts that the Jets, within his first three years, will go to a 9-7-10. And, and I think we were his, so— His staff th- is brilliant. I think we were set up so much better for Salah because he could have turned the defense yeah. around, molded it but into But your ownership image, didn't want him. And then he was bringing— people in Kyle Shanahan's lineage to turn the offense around and you have your quarterback in place and you can have a nice modern offense. And if you get those two things together, you might be winning meaningful games in three years. His, his offensive coordinator pick in particular. But I, and I, I will be interested to see what he does with the Jets because the Jets aren't actually bereft of talent. They, they are deficient and they need someone that can, I'm not giving up on Sam Darnold. Like uh, I, well, yeah, especially if they get Panay Sewell and help him out by having Beckton and Sewell. Oh, man, I'm telling you, that I, Jets team can be good in a hurry. If, if there wasn't a Trevor Lawrence in this draft, I think he might go number one overall. I think he'd be oh, a tackle at number one overall. I think he is a stud stud. He's not Greg Robinson at number two. He's freaking – he's just good. Where's, is that Beckton you're talking about? No, Becton was no, the so Jets' pick last season. Over uh, Panay Over I was. Guy. This was. It was like my happiest moment in the draft when Becton, they picked him. Becton was an offensive lineman, though, right? Yeah, yeah you went tenth yeah, overall. Right. Okay. Mm. What? What are you mooning? Oh no, I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I no, mixed him up. I mixed him up with the Giants pick at number four because you said Giants. No, um, Andrew Thomas has been horrible. Yeah, Andrew. Th- that's who I was thinking of. Well, you said yeah. Giants instead of Jets. Oh, and I got, my. Bad. And I was like, I was thinking because they picked at number four, they picked Andrew Thomas. I, to to your point, I do think that especially for this draft cycle, you will see right away the effect that the Jets hiring Sala has on their trajectory. Because in my belief, strong belief. If the Jets hadn't gotten him and picked anyone else, they would have gotten Justin Fields number two. I really oh, okay. think that they are going to well, be going Sewell now, and it's going to completely change how that team's trajectory. Last well, mock draft gonna... I saw had Wilson going number two. I so that's uh, I, yeah. I I I will be shocked. I, I will be I have shocked. Him over I will be shocked Fields. if Zach Wilson is not the second quarterback off the board. I will be shocked. I think Same, he is firmly, but... firmly clear cut in that number no, two no but i mean out. literally number two to the jets no i know but i don't I, I i think the jets don't take a quarterback i don't either i think they'll take a lineman and it'll be better for their future prospects but it uh, i mean it does depend obviously on how they feel about darnold very because, true so uh, so if yeah. if Salah's what you think and you think you have a decent team around him but you're you're not if you don't think Darnold's it, like you think that he is definitely not it, when are you gonna be picking a number two again? You're probably gonna be picking eight, ten, fifteen like you know what I mean? Like you're, you're gonna be better. Sure. You hired a good coach, a good coaching staff, you have some talent around you, so you're not gonna be winning two games and picking number two again, right? So that'll if, also be dependent on the pool too, because there are gonna be a fair amount of former starters that are gonna be out there. I my I mean so the the problem is for the Lions, if you wanted a quarterback, Atlanta, if Zach Wilson's there, is a good is a real solid chance to take him. And then Philadelphia. Mm. You really think Philadelphia's if, if a Zach Wilson is there, is just gonna Very roll much the dice depends with on who they hire or Wentz? Like it, I don't know. It they depends fired on who their, they hire. They fired their head coach instead of getting rid of Wentz. They chose Wentz over Peterson. I. That's not true. That's not true. I. We've talked about this. That was true. a mandate. That was a mandate from the league. I that think, was he got 
He got Sam Hinkied. He was martyred for uh, the cause. That is not the reporting that I've heard. For You're saying that the, the league mandated that they keep Wentz in Philadelphia? No, no, no. I'm saying the league mandated that they fire Peterson for which is Wentz, uh, from all the reporting in Philly is is not no not not, not for Wentz for tanking that game. Which oh. again, other, is based other on conjecture owners, alone. Owners were pissed, and the GM did not fire Peterson. The owner fired him. That 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 is not conjecture. That is fact. That came from the top. He went over Howie. Yeah, the, he got fi- he went fired over Howie and fired him. And that's usually up to the GM. You're keeping the GM in place and the owner's firing the coach. Yeah. That alone tells you something is completely broken. Owners were pissed about what he did. And he did the right thing. And I'm telling you, he didn't do that of his own volition. He's a coach. Coaches never tank games of their own. That front oh, no, office. I, I agree with that, you. That, except for Doug that front office wow. told him, listen – we would probably be better off if we lose this game. Like, I'm not telling you to lose this game, but maybe you don't have to try super hard to win this game. We got your back. And then after that happened, the the front office didn't get to make that decision. They didn't get to have his back because that directive came from the top. And But that but front office a, is not getting reprimanded. Not for what you're saying. It is. It's, nah, it's, no, I, I, I think Peterson would have leaked that story. Yeah. Like, I, nah, yeah, they told I, me to lose, and then they yeah, fired me. The, Peterson, the Peterson would never right. get hired again if he did. No, Peterson would never I've get hired out again. Of Philly was that no, you just Peterson let Adam shows hurt. No, Peterson, no, Peterson would never get hired again. So that's like, that's like a GM if he loses his job and then putting the owner on blast, well, I didn't really get to make my okay. own decisions. That doesn't happen because you'll never get another job. We are clearly past the Lions thing, Where's so I want to move on to something else. Matt, if I may. Uh, are, are, we do- are we done with the Lions talk? I mean, we didn't even get into Doug Peterson. We gonna literally be our next are talking OC. about... Well, we literally just started, started talking about Doug That's because Bevel's here. He's maybe maybe Peterson new OC. quarterback. Well, it, I, I and I said that would be fine. Uh, his offensive acumen has been questioned lately, but he would bring experience. Well, his acumen was hindered by the fact not. that Wentz was his quarterback, and Alshon Jeffrey was his receiver. Oh, yeah, for like three weeks he hasn't had a receiver. Traitor. Oh, There's a reason Travis Fulgham was their number one receiver for a while. They didn't have anybody. <laughs> yeah, you know, like an, another lion six round pick. Philly went from Super Bowl <laughs> to rot. Exceptionally fast. Yeah, I think it, he's Whatever the you, only only head coach to be fired that quickly after winning a Super Bowl within three se- within three seasons. Yeah. Yep. Listen, yeah, that's rough. Bayou Hoke is going to do the same in college very shortly. I just want to keep talking about college. Keep, talking about college. I know. I just want to keep throwing that out there he every once right, in a though. while because I called Matt, that from I'm, the Matt, beginning and Matt, I am not. He, he has I'm always not been right on until that. it's done. I, I will interject. That was that a lightning in a bottle scenario, and that thing is about to torch up. God, like a June that. bug out on the swamp. We'll see. Anyways, it, it, uh, what are the, the the thing that's crazy to me is I haven't heard Dick all for names at that spot, which yeah. is what terrifies me about that the possibility of retaining Bevel. You say oh. you mean except one, the Golden Goose. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Bevel? Yes, sir. That's what that's what terrifies me. And if and if that's, that's and I it is you guys are gonna say I'm overreacting, but if that happens, that is already I'm done with this 
coach. Like I'm over it. Yeah, because he you're placating to Stafford. Yeah. So. That's not even that's not even yeah. placating to Stafford. Like Stafford's never gonna that, throw his coaches under the bus. The and, only the I'm, only reason you would take Bevel again is because of Stafford. No, it's because Bevel fits what Dan Campbell wants to do to a team. That's and because it. Stafford said, oh, yeah. Stafford, said, oh, Stafford, Stafford, Stafford said the same about Caldwell. Stafford likes his coaches. He's not going to throw him under the bus. Plus, it's not like he wants to learn his 50th you system. Can, you can throw him under the bus to the GM and the coach. He's never going. He's not that doors. kind of guy. He will he's, never do that ever, ever, man, ever. He's always going to say, I love my coach. He's great. It's not his fault we lost. We mesh his really well. We mesh really well. He's he's the best. And, and it's not like he, in year 80 of so his damn, career. Bro, you, got, you got poor decision making. I don't know if I want you as my quarterback. It's not like he wants to learn another exactly. new system if he doesn't have to. Which is why so, you so being he's lazy. beholden to him is the problem. But it's not being beholden to him. That's what I'm telling you. you like his, You both are. You're bad comments, for him, he's bad for his you. His comments have no impact on this hire. That's what I'm telling you. It, it is yeah, they're, tell they're, your own, they're tell your irrelevant. Own like, yes, he likes Bevel, but Bevel staying here has nothing to do with how Stafford feels about him. Nothing. If ownership hears it from him, it will happen. Because your ownership loves this dude for but I, some weird I, reason. I could see Dan Campbell keeping him Same. because I think Dan Campbell wants Bevel Ball. Whether it's Bevel or not, I think that's the kind of offense that he wants us to run. I'd rather have LeVar Ball than Bevel Ball. I agree with that, actually. A thousand percent. You know he'd be taking deep shots all game. Right. And I heard from a source he's undefeated. Never lost. Never lost. Oh, All right, so man. we're on to the next segment, so it's my turn. I'm waiting for AJ. I'm back. AJ's back. AJ oh, is back. Hello. Ryan, you got your How flak you jacket on? You're going to need it. What? <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Ryan, I apologize. I, I kind of apologize, although I think in the end you're going to be out on top of this one just from the way that it, what it happens when this happens, but I apologize in advance because I oh, signed off on this. you. <laughs> Fuck you, you shithead. I'm going to come for your ass. Now. Oh, that's a match setup. Oh, I can see you now. I see you now. All because I'm Catholic. <laughs> All right. What the fuck? I am too. Fuck first, off. All first, right. you, first you killed Jesus and now. <laughs> All right, you ready? Oh, yeah. All right, Ryan. I got a question. for. Well, I have a statement for you first, okay? 14 of 24, 162 yards. No touchdowns, an interception, three sacks, and a quarterback rating of 55.7. Who am I describing? I don't know. Tell me. I am describing your boy, who I have you on the stand today as the bailiff, Matt Basson, has placed you here, to reprimand you and see if you have seen the light on your boy, the Heisman winner, Lamar Action Jackson. We have four playoff games, three straight playoff appearances, and we have seen, in my estimation, and I know in Paul's as well, the pinnacle of what Lamar Jackson is as a passer. It's not good. You have seen these games as well. It's not good. And I am asking you the question, and this is for Ryan alone, because Ryan is the Lamar guy. Ryan, are you ready to admit that you were wrong about Lamar or not? Not a fan. <laughs> okay, I'm not. That's surface level. You're on court right now. Defend yourself. Oh, uh, bleep the fifth. 
Riveting. I'm I'm trying to give him the opportunity to talk and defend his boy after a horrible playoff performance. That's all you can give me. (laughs) I'm being serious. I'm trying to give you the standard. I told Matt we were going to give you a chance before we persecuted your guy. And I'm giving you a chance now. You were going to persecute. Maybe Paul, too. But you I am all about this because Lamar Jackson is a garbage can. But this is the but this is the problem is that Paul and I have been doing this for a while now. And, you know, we have more ammunition. Ryan, this is your chance before we railroad you with evidence. Defend him if you can. If you can't, that's fine. But you're admitting that we are correct. Not really. The so the question you asked me is, is this the pinnacle, right? That was your main. Is this the best it's ever going to be? I, that would be one of my primary contentions, correct? Cool. So that's the one where I would just say obviously no, because he's still super young. I think he's, what, 22, 23? 24. Maybe. Uh, he is perfect. 24 years is he old. Is that old? Yes, he is. That old. Like, that's old. Uh, so 23 years old, obviously. Um, only three years in the NFL. This year, he got his first playoff win before you would know, obviously, what happened on Sunday. No, I think there's always a chance for it to get better, especially when you keep that, that same coaching staff intact. You get some more talent on offense. They have J.K. Dobbins, who didn't obviously play great on Sunday, but I think he's still a, a good back moving forward. Um, and I think if you just surround that offense with, with more talent in general, is something that will not only help him along with his own growth, uh, but just make it easier, easier for him uh, to perform well. So I don't, I don't think this is the 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 pinnacle of of what he's able to do in in the playoff game or in the playoffs, excuse me. Because I think you know last year uh, against Tennessee, he actually probably played a better game than he did Sunday uh, against the Bills. I mean, it's not hard to to be fair. But, this is a pretty bad game. But no, I don't think I don't think it's the the pinnacle um, okay. by by any means. I think there's a a lot of playoff football left in in this future. So yeah, but I, I think the question though certain? was, is it the pinnacle of his passing ability? What we've seen, right? No, because, I don't. I don't oh. think so. I think just because he's still, but, I think but because he's still what? so young. I, I don't see this. Fundamentally, I, he's so flawed throwing the football. It's, it's unbelievable. Not, it's everything flawed. Like he is, and this is not. He has not improved at all as a passer. It's regression. I no no it's no no. I, he has a regress. He's the exact same. He has not moved the need, and this is not from college. And now, That's not true. He was better last year three, than he was his rookie. No, no, no. Not, no, he wasn't. See, here's the thing, and this is what yes, people are going to complain. He had nice stats last year when he had wide-open, schemed, easy throws. When he actually has to throw the ball, watching him as a passer and his consistently throwing accurate passes from all spots, whether he's under pressure, not under pressure, especially from the pocket where he's a complete disaster, he is not improved at all. And I'm not even just talking in the NFL. You go the last six years as a thrower of the football, as a throw, yeah. as a physically, I'm standing there. I cock my arm back. I'm throwing the ball to where it needs to go. He has not improved in five years there, going back to college. And that, that's where issue. I would say that's not it true It is true, though. But we're well, just not going to agree with that. No, it's not. But hold, but hold on. Hold on, Ryan, because there is one very marquee play that you do have to answer for. 
the Ravens were in that game against the Bills, and he legitimately threw their game away. That is on that interception was so him. bad. That he is a it was, it was a bad play. it was a bad he pass. Missed it by no, 10 no, 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 it's a man. But you're also right, you're you're acting like oh it was just a bad no, it wasn't just a bad interception. That was, it was. really I mean, at horrible least, and it was, indicative it was of a how bad interception. It was the a whole bad throw. At least Tebow would have put and the it was ball a, a worse like, at least Tebow would have put the ball in the dirt. Like it wouldn't have got picked off. <laughs> All right, we're not bringing anyone else into this because that's going to give him a chance to deflect. That's, that's not fair. The point that's of fair. This. I apologize. Here, here's, I, I take it here's back. another issue. Here's another issue in terms of statistics, Ryan. That we're you're going to have a hard problem, kind of describing when Baltimore was at its peak struggles, and then they went on that run. Right? They they got into the playoffs by winning what, five of six, I believe it is. The problem that that is making this Lamar throwing based argument so much poorer, not only to be fair, they play garbage teams as it is. Look at Lamar's actual pass attempts from the start of the year to the end. He was throwing under 20 passes per game during their win streak. And during the times when they were struggling was when he was throwing the most which is tangible proof that the Baltimore Ravens are successful when he throws less. How is it that somehow this team is going to become tangibly better than what we've seen if him throwing the ball is detrimental to their success? Because one, I don't think it's detrimental. Two, they are they are better at running the football, obviously. And then three, I think, again, by improving the people that he's throwing to and improving himself as a passer, you're going to get better passing games, um, you know, when he's throwing the ball more than 20, 25 times, uh, whatever the case may be. I just don't think that that will ever be the identity of the of the offense as it's revolved around him or the players that that he has around him. But isn't that entirely because his throwing ability is so poor that they need him to rush for 138 yards against the Titans to even win? And that's also after Vrabel makes one of the worst play calls that we've seen in playoff history. Like, it's not like they won resoundingly. No, so I think part of it, again, is just the the talent around him. And I don't necessarily know that I would throw to, to all those guys either. Number so two, he's, he's obviously not. Enough? I mean, it's one, and so one. I'm mean, Mark a, Andrews that's is a fine, target but, than but he's also have. not Darren Waller. He's also not Travis Kelsey. He's not Gronk. So when you have like these these tight ends, right, that are like offensive player of the year candidates, that's a little bit different than having a Hawkinson or a guy like a Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews is probably you know a little bit better than than Hawkinson is now. Um, but again, I just think as you continue to improve as a passer and as you lengthen your NFL career and as you get better pass catchers around you, it I, might it might lean right. towards more the the middle, but they've had their share of success running the ball. It hasn't equated to obviously playoff success or Super Bowl wins or anything like that. But they've obviously won a, a ton of regular season games doing that, and I think just fundamentally, um, especially with that uh, with that coaching staff, because even when they had Flacco, 
just not really like they were throwing the ball all over the place. Um, although on this playoff run, he was obviously fantastic, or on the Super Bowl run. But I just think as long as you have that coaching staff in place, and it's not like they're getting rid of John Harbaugh, because there's really no no reason to do that. Um, and you look at some of the players they're bringing in. I think Gus Edwards is going to be there for a minute. Dobbins is probably going to be there for a long time. They just let go of Mark Ingram. I don't know that their identity will ever be that of Kansas City or you know Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid offense, whatever it is. I think as he gets lo- uh, longer in his career, you're going to see it start to shift a little bit closer to um, – I want to say closer to 50-50, uh, but just not where they're as run heavy. But I don't think they're ever going to be a team. And you see other teams maybe start to abandon the run more, like like the Bills did in the first half. I don't know that you're ever going to see that um, from from the Ravens or Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I think it can inch closer to that. I don't think it's ever going to necessarily 100% be that. But the problem and the reason why I am I'm I'm pressing so hard on this is because there are a few things. The first and foremost, the biggest issue is that you 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 keep hearkening back to this running sentiment, which is fine, except for that the reason that they're even having to do that at all is an indictment on their quarterback's passing ability. The other thing that you I, continue I don't know to that mention that's necessarily the case. I mean, he's obviously not as good of we a passer have, as some of the other guys that we've already talked about before. But, but I think because he has such a unique, that. because he has such a unique, I mean, numbers I test right. Like we've talked before, he's not a passer like Mahomes. He's not a passer like Russell Wilson, and that has never ever once been the contention. But he has such a unique and special skill set as a runner that you, as a coach, would also be stupid to you know get away. Yes, from but that, that hinders, not but that hinders his that. development as a passer. Because and how long is that? Because every time, for? It's not and I didn't, I didn't watch the entirety of the game this weekend. But every time I watched him drop back into the pocket, you could tell, even from that side view, just by watching his feet and how shifty he was. The his number one read is, "Can I run right now?" It, he's not looking at option one receiver, option two receiver. He's looking, "Do I have a lane to run?" And he's looking to run first before he throws a ball. His eyes are on the rush. He's he's very flawed fundamentally in the passing game. That that skill set, which I agree with you, is very unique and really good. He's a very dynamic runner. It actually hinders his development as a passer because he doesn't trust. Maybe that's a bold statement or a big statement to make, but he trusts his legs more than his arm, as he should. And therefore, looks to create with his legs instead of being a NFL passer. And the problem is, is that because defensive ends in particular are getting so much bigger and bigger, linebackers are getting so much faster. How much longer is that sort of style sustainable anyway? Even if that is the case, and we were told last season explicitly how many times did we see specials whether it was on fox nfl sunday or what have you about how lamar committed himself to learning the passing game and as and as aj is pointing out 
if you want him to be so run-centric, you are making it so that he no longer is able to develop how to read a defense, how to look through his progressions. And that's not even including the fact that of the examples I shared earlier this year in the game against Cleveland. He is throwing balls that if they are complete, it is by sheer luck, or he is making guys who are in stride slow down. There are guys that are on this team that are not horrible, but it's not like he's throwing to scrubs. Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown are at the very least competent Oh, they're receivers. more than competent. They're and very good, you, and he had a, he has a wealth. I, Hollywood has a dropping issue to where I won't go that far, and he's not a very he's not a very clean route runner. Andrews, I do not agree with Ryan at all in his Andrews assessment on him, but I agree. I said he was but, good. I just said he wasn't offensive player of the year candidate. But he is absolutely in, in the top what, what five I of his position. What I think it's lost not, in like, all this is... Right, I think he's like five, though. I, there's no metric that I'm aware of to track this, but I have never seen I, an offense produce more wide-open receivers than Baltimore's. That is Lamar hard to find, yes. almost always has a really, really, really good throwing option if not multiple, his numbers should be infinitely better throwing the ball than what they are, not just based on whether he can or can't throw the ball, but based on what's available. The context matters so much. The quarterback is already so hard to evaluate, but these quarterbacks are not playing in the same with the same teammates in the same systems against the same defenses. Everything is so unique to each play that that quarterback goes through. I seldom see things easier for a quarterback than Lamar, and he still routinely botches them. And yes, he makes plenty of plays too. And yes, the offense does score points because the points are there to be had. And part of it is Lamar, right? Because you do have to give him some credit, the fact that he is a dual threat and his running ability, which is great. He's an elite runner at the quarterback's position, the elite of the elite, the best in the NFL, you might even say. You saw it in the playoffs. It's what saved them against Tennessee was his leg, certainly not his arm. And that opens up things with the defense, right? The defense has to defend you a little bit different. They have to change how they they have to key in on your backfield, you and the other running backs. And obviously that vacates more space in the backfield. So, of course, there's going to be more open space to throw to. What is so obnoxiously awful is... He can't take advantage of that. Not nearly consistently enough. Any other quarterback in the NFL, and I mean pretty much any other quarterback in the NFL that had the lanes to throw to that he does would do so much better with it. And I get it. They don't have those lanes because they don't bring to the table everything that Lamar does. But at the end of the day, to win at the level that Baltimore wants to win at, or that anyone wants to win at, it's not just about creating those openings. You have to deliver and by with the your way, arm. He's not have, capable of doing it. And I have three statistics that also prove very troubling in this regard, because as we have established, by the numbers, Lamar was throwing less towards the end of the season. He had less pass attempts by a, by a fair margin compared to many of his peers. And in three categories that... Uh, you can easily extrapolate them based on this because of what Paul was saying, right? He's moving around, so he should have more time to throw, better way, better passing lanes, all that kind of th- kind of stuff. Lamar is currently 
27th in the league in completion percentage at 64%. He is 24th in interception rate, and he is 26th in sack percentage. In so that the interception is rate good and sack for someone what's mind-boggling. Like completion percentage is whatever. Right, those like are, are clearly the number of, one and number as two. As far as accuracy, in, in that regard, they, they are clearly. I, I don't like completion percentage, but sack the sack percentage to be what it is with the legs that you have. Twenty. And that speaks one thousand percent to your ability to see the field and make the right decision. And make the right read. Seven point two percent of his dropbacks to give you when uh, you uh, have the scrambling ability that you have and are still getting sacked like that, you are not seeing the field at all and pulling the trigger in the right way. It's the only way that happens. And then obviously the interception problem it's a concern, but a lot of people have problems with interceptions and sometimes you're just trying to make a play happen. But it's based on because he's already throwing very little right. as it is and his percentage is still that high which is terrible right it's not, i mean it's well, not percentage doesn't have anything to do with how much you're playing. Well, yeah it would like that but would be that would be I'm total saying. interceptions but no but that's what i'm saying is that his percentage rate is is 24th in the league even despite the fact he they're, is they're not less. asking i mean him. yeah he was so, he was certainly worse than he was last year he he the sack rate is the one that's his, obviously the, the most indicting of the of the between stats, but. his statistics last year and this year can be one I'm not gonna say hundred percent, can be ninety-nine point five percent completely explained by defensive coordinators have learned how to hem in his legs mm-hmm. so that they don't get killed and force them to do more with his arm. Again, you're not stopping him from running the ball. It's not going to happen. He does have an elite skill set when it comes to carrying the ball. He's very good at it. No one, you would have to be the biggest hater in the world to try to take that away from him. The problem is he's not a and running. Apparently, back. not even he's they can. He's not a running back. He's a quarterback, and he can, is incapable of beating you with the arm. And as you see, when it comes to the playoffs, it's not going to cut it. He's played four playoff games now in three years, one of which he was the MVP of the league. This is the prime of his career, right? In those playoff games, he has five interceptions and three passing touchdowns. He's completed fifty-five percent of his passes. Fifty-five in we uh, yes, I said it's a fake statistic, right? Fifty-five percent is impossibly bad, no matter what system you're in, no matter. And I just we just talked about how he has more open space to throw to than anyone I've ever seen. And you are by the way. To the to Ryan's point about the year over year, Lamar Jackson's interception percentage has raised by a point compared to last year. He was tenth in the league last season in a sack rate. He was uh, ninth, and he is twenty seventh. The problem this year. with Lamar is it's not going to get better. It's clearly it's getting not, worse. The, well, it got better from the rookie year to last year, and then it got worse from this year to or last year to this year. Which is what, but dude, he came off of a off of an MVP season. I know, and so clearly the what he was doing was crazy. That year every, to this like year one out of every more. eight passes was a touchdown. Wouldn't he lead the league in passing touchdowns? Or last year, you're talking like it's it, like it was it was it was a crazy efficient year last year. Even throwing the ball, it, it was a very efficient so what year, I, especially for how little he threw the ball. But how little he threw the ball tells you how much of a kind of fake news number that is. Touchdowns. So, so what I think can happen 
going forward throughout his career is the the median is going to be closer to what it was last year than what it was this year. Because this year was way worse So in uh, every way possible. So his, his numbers, also, even you, in his MVP ahead, year, paint a portrait of what his issues are. Touchdowns, I don't care about touchdowns. This is why I don't care about touchdowns. Touchdowns have wild fluctuations because they're so circumstantial. Whether you throw the ball in or it gets ran in, it's whatever. You're moving the offense. He had 36 touchdowns on 3,000 yards passing. You don't have to and be And also a, only 401 You don't attempts. have to be a mathematician. He also didn't play a lot of four quarters. You don't have they were to, everybody out. You don't have to be a mathematician. To know that in the NFL, 3,000 yards passing is nothing. At least in the modern game, right? 3,000 yards passing is nothing. He had he had less than 3,000 yards passing this year. Now, I will give him a pass. He only played a handful of games his rookie year. What did he start? Like seven games at the end of the season. So, obviously, he wasn't throwing the ball around as much. But even if you, if you take those seven games over a full season, he's still like 2,500 yards over the season. 3,100 yards is MVP season, 2,700 yards this season. The guy can't beat you through the air. They're not not having him throw the ball because they want to run this super crazy different offense. They're not having him throw the ball out because he can't. The more he throws the ball, the worse the results are. It, they need a really hype running game from him and around him for him, them to have any success on offense. And yes, it has been... Often points per game, if you want to use that, has been very successful at times. But as you've seen, when it's mattered, especially in the playoffs against good teams, the offense hasn't performed. Dude, they scored three points last week. And yes, I know he went out in what late third quarter. When did he go out? Maybe it was even the fourth. But they were. But they had, they had, still three, had three points. points. And, and yes, you can say okay, they missed a couple field goals. And what do you get? Your single digit points in a playoff game, dude, against the Bills, by the way, who are not some no, for, lights for sure. out and, offense or defense. I'm sorry. And before then, they were in the like inside the thirty, I think four times, and then they got in on their last drive too. But yeah, you're not you're not gonna win unless you're scoring touchdowns in those situations. And he even was, and even as, if they made the field goals, right? They're, they're not going to win. But this is not, it, it, as I said, in tar- we got four games. Uh, it's not a huge sample size. And I'm all about sample size, right? Four games Apparently over not. three years, including an MVP <laughs> season, is uh, he's had a lot of playoff attempts, right? I mean, I guess, uh, I don't, I guess but. He's had 100, even 136 if you're, like, attempts. That's like a that's a fair. All right, but again, you're also a rookie in like in your second year. Well, in the playoffs, his rookie year, he didn't he didn't have so many attempts. And like, and I honestly, last year again, his MVP year, he threw fifty nine times that playoff game, which is absurd. I for bet because they because they were down. It's absurd for any quarterback, and, let alone one that can't throw the football well. And, and you've seen the results of that, right? All right, but any quarterback. Usually when a quarterback throws 50 times in a game, don't they usually lose? Because the reason you're throwing is because you're down. and you have Big, to Big Ben's won a lot of games throwing 50 times a game. Yeah, but you're also using the exact example you could use in the opposite direction. Because ben, Big Ben lost yes, after throwing he's also an NFL lost a lot of like He's also lost times. a lot of games throwing 50 times right. a game. No, right. for Pey- sure that means Peyton you're not. Peyton Manning lost the Super Bowl and set the conclusion I'm not. Record. I'm not talking about the fact that they were down and they ended up losing the game. I'm talking about the results of those passes. 
He had a 50% completion percentage. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns. You threw 59 times and only threw for one touchdown. That's not good. You had six yards in attempt. That's not good. Six yards in attempt. That's that's exceptionally poor. It's not not good. It's very very poor. He's just not going to beat you with his arm. I'm just looking. And I don't. I, I I'm not just looking at these numbers from his MVP year to this year, and like it's, I they they're just it's not even just so much a regression. They're almost identical. Outside and of yet a few, tangibly a few are key seeing how bad they are. Can very much be explained by the way defenses have learned to hem them in. I mean, I, right. his yards per I, attempt are not mad way better. Right. I, uh, you know what? Oh, hold on. There's a singular voice we haven't heard from on this. I think I th- I am satisfied in how I've litigated this case, and I think you have done a succinct job as well. But Matt, well, Mr. Uh, can Bayless, we ask Ryan one question uh, wh- before we turn it over to Matt? It's We've one, asked him it's a, a lot simple of questions. Nah, my, my, my time it's a simple question. Yeah, I, I mean... need to know, <laughs> Lamar Jackson... Every starting quarterback in the NFL, what what number are you assigning him? How many quarterbacks are better than him right now? What's what's the number above Stafford? <laughs> you set yourself up for that one, Paul. Three. You Three. Did. You did. Yeah, Whatever I'm the question. All right, then two and a half. <laughs> Come on, man. You you knew that was I bad. want to read Time for picks. <laughs> Let's go. Well, no, Matt, 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 Matt has to talk. Matt has no, to no, I don't. No, I, I opened the segment. I just want to th- well, hear what Matt he thinks about how that is. He damn right. I sat back like that laughing ass iguana. <laughs> you heard both of our, our cases, both Paul and myself and Ryan's. Where do you fall in this? I fall under his time for picks. Whoa, whoa, no, what we need hell? to know what you said. What kind anything. of shit is that? No, yes, we do. There's no reaction that needs to be done. Everything that's needed to be said has been said. I I need to know, after you pulled the knife out of my back, did you put it in the dishwasher or did you leave it? <laughs> you pushed it farther, <laughs> motherfucker. I'll be honest, I do feel bad for Ryan because no, I see, was throwing I, I all the stats I don't because I knew that I Ryan could defend himself quite well verbally and would have no problems with this. But he didn't. How? Yeah, I did. I killed y'all. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Of course, you don't feel that way. <laughs> I mean, but you, but you, you, <laughs> but fair, you fair. led Ryan down a path where he's starting from a deficit. Nobody's sitting here championing, championing Lamar Jackson's ability to throw the football. Ryan is. No, he's not. He has he, forever. He, he has. Well, for I must quite have a that because I mean, I heard him admit that it wasn't good, and it's not good. I mean. You can't watch him play football and know that he he's a like a good throwing quarterback, or at least the games I've seen this uh-huh. year is pretty trash. But moving on. <laughs> yeah, now we're it takes on. A lot, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for you to picks. call you trash. By the way, I didn't. I didn't up. call Ryan trash. I want to be very. Clear. No, 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 not Ryan. No, not Ryan. I just. I, I don't he, think. That was clear. That I don't was clear. think Lamar J. Like. This is what I'll say, and this is where it'll end. I think his greatest asset asset is also going to be the biggest factor that holds the Ravens back in the future. They will not win a Super Bowl they with know. him as a quarterback. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not even Trent Dilfer level passing. At least not as the uh, only quarterback. You need a Derek Anderson to the type picks. to come in. And something, something <laughs> that all four Jeez, teams listen. left in the NFL have in common is they do have quarterbacks that can throw a football. Uh, now that Drew Brees is out. Wow. Anyway. You, you admitted that about Aaron Rodgers? Hey, 
Yes. Hey, hey, hey. He's oh always my been God. able he's... to throw the football. It's that he's an arrogant jerk off that hurt his team a lot. Yeah, I, I hate Aaron Rodgers more than anybody, but he's the MVP this year. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's not well. Mm, it's not a well. There's a very, very, very statistic. He has the he had the best number one seed in the NFC. He is the offensive player of the year. That is not the same as MVP to me. Is that my my MVP would be Josh Allen? Nobody's going to pass. MVP. It was was also Drew Brees the year. MVP means something very different than best stats on the season. It does. It really does. Okay. Well, you're wrong because no, because the most valuable player on that team is Steph Diggs. Jesus Christ. Anyways, yeah, moving on. All right, moving on. Not, so, not uh, me and AJ had a pretty good week last week. AJ uh, and I no, were not we're, See, we're not writing, so when we speak, we can butcher our English all we want. It's only in writing that we have to be eloquent. Rules, okay. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. Eloquency but... <laughs> in writing only. Uh, so me and AJ went 4-0 and last week. Yes, Ugh. that's right. I did it again. 4-0 and last week. We absolutely crushed it. Two picks with my head, two picks with Good my job. heart, and we just perfect. Uh, Ryan flipped the script, actually, um, trying to work his way out of last so place. So my theory held true. Some. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot. AJ picked against Ryan every pick on purpose, and Ryan went 0 and 4. Saving the winners for Friday. (laughs) (laughs) When they really count. It was rough, alright? It was rough for Ryan. And uh, he went 0 and 4. Matt, 1 and 3, our leader. Still leaving, still gonna win. Yeah, it all. I mean, doesn't I'm, even you know, matter. I'm like the Chiefs without he's, Mahomes. He's mailing it. Yeah, he's resting. It was yeah, he's resting. It, his one and three is whatever. Uh, Don lied. He said he went four and zero. Oh. He actually only went three and one. But that's okay. We'll forgive him for it. It's still a pretty good week. Our standings have not changed at all. Uh, Matt still. Matt still. Oh goddamn! I just oh, went. Oh, uh, sorry. Dylan, Dylan was here last week, and Dylan went two and two. Only 35 um, to go, AJ. That's which is right. the only – Dylan was the only one mired in mediocrity, just like his Chicago Bears. Oh, Matt still leads so us true. and already has this thing locked up, 20 games over 500. I am in a strong second place, still having a solid year, just not as good as Matt. Um, Ryan, bringing up the rear as we talked about, AJ has a three-game lead over Don for third place in – He's been hot. Like, AJ went from bottom tier, well below 500, to the last handful of weeks, like maybe even month and a half. AJ has been doing something right, and we are all very proud of AJ. So, AJ's third place has been well earned. Hopefully, he can hold on to it. We only have two games to pick this weekend. We finally are making it to Championship Sunday. I liked these opening spreads a lot better because they were a half point different in the direction that I wanted both ways, but they are very clean. We start with father time himself, Tom Brady. They did it. The team and this one's for you, Don. It is really difficult to beat a team three times in one year. It's just so hard. Even if you kick the shit out of them, the first two times. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Ah. Tampa Bay, they rose. Drew Brees, 
rose Ooh. off into the sunset, never to be heard from again, to Dylan's great <laughs> joy. Uh, Tampa Bay Goodbye. found a way to get it done. They still have all the same flaws that they've had all season. Uh, they're still very vulnerable, right. but they're still fun to watch. Can they keep the just absurd miracle going against what looks like the clear-cut best team in the NFL in Green Bay? They've been a machine. What's the spread? Uh, minus three for Green Bay. Yeah, my bet. Wait, currently? So it opened at two and a half? It opened at three and a half. For Green Bay, and now the bets are going towards Tampa. Interesting. Well, okay. it's it's just a half point. It's not... It's very, uh, well, right. There's some money moving towards Tampa. Tom Brady's always going to get action. Sure. Um, well, you know what? Uh, this hurts a lot because I have to talk positive about the team I hate. Oh, more than the Michigan football team, so this hurts. But you get like I, I I can at least say that I am objective in this sense that Aaron Rodgers' season is the exact opposite of what I expected. He's proving every single person wrong. The Packers, ironically, are the smartest people in the room because they had the best pick in the first round, and he's not even playing for them. That is how good this Jordan Love pick was, because it lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers' ass. He works with adversity, and look at them now. It's insane. And Tampa Bay, they, as Paul had alluded to, they still have all of their problems. It's going to be in a freezing Lambeau on the road, even if there are no fans. That weather is going to matter for those brittle old bones. Uh, I suspect that the pack are going to boat race the bucks i don't think this is close i think it'll be an inverse of last year because aaron Rodgers got destroyed against san francisco which i loved but no i think the pack are going to be winning by double digits so i will take green bay um i'm on the same train i went on four in the picks last week but before the playoffs i did say did. that the packers and the chiefs would meet up in the super bowl and i feel i feel very confident about that now, of course, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I think I do think the Packers are way better than the Bucks. As much as you talked about the Bucks rising to the occasion, I think the Saints also very much just fell on their face. I wonder why uh, to, to the occasion, right? I mean, you had the Bucks making plays like the Antoine Winfield, uh, the punch out for Jared Cook was probably like the, the biggest play in the game. Um, but at the same time, there was a point when the the Saints were up seven and they were they were marching. Right, and I just don't know that you're going to get some of those same mistakes. I know you're not going to get those same mistakes from Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think you're going to get those same mistakes from the Packers team in general. One storyline I am very look, much looking forward to is Ndamukong Sue versus Aaron Rodgers. Again. <laughs> but I'm going to take the Packers. The last time these two teams met, which was earlier this year, the Packers got absolutely obliterated, 38-10. to Aaron Rodgers, no touchdown passes, two interceptions, and Tom Brady owned that matchup. The running game also owned that matchup. For the Bucks, you got a guy who has won many a championship game in cold weather, has made an entire career out of it up in New England. So that's not going to bother him. I don't care how old he is. This man is used to doing it in the cold, and that's not going to bother him going into Green Bay. The rest of the team, I don't know. You know Gronk's used to it. He did it a long time as well. Antonio Brown's used to it. Antonio Brown is used to it. Did it for a while in Pittsburgh as well. So you've got some reliable weapons to catch this ball from Tom Brady. I'm on the opposite side of my two friends that just went. I think this game is going to be a heck of a game. I think Tampa Bay hmm. can win this game, 
I'm not sure if they're going to, but I'm going to roll with the Bucks to cover that three points, make this a tight contest. They might flat out pull the upset. You can't really count out Tom Brady and that offense that has just gotten more time to gel and get better together. I think this is going to be an NFC classic for a championship game, and I will roll with the Bucks in this one. I like that pick, Matt. And even though I have no chance of catching you, I do have to stay ahead of Don, and I know that he picked Green Bay, so I am going to roll with Green Bay. Now, why are you spoiling Don's pick like that I, for the people? I thought Paul was picking before you. I Wait, you how are you going to stay anyway. ahead of Don if you keep the same picks oh, as Don? Can't. Because AJ, you can't you catch, can catch me. me. AJ, you oh, can you're catch playing me. defense. You're only two games behind me, AJ. Oh, always. Oh, I am AJ, only two games behind you, Paul? Yeah, you can, you can catch well, me. I, are you picking Green Bay? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Just no, come on. In reality, I think the Brady Magic's going to run out this week anyway. And given everything that's been said about Aaron Rodgers and the season that he's having, I think that they roll. Uh, it's going to be my first bet Don on Friday. Don did indeed pick Green Bay. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Don. Didn't mean to ruin your pick. Matt, Matt is in danger of being on an island here because my head tells me to pick Green Bay. Uh, they've been the best team most of the season. Let me catch you for second place, so I'll go ahead and vote with your heart. But I said <laughs> yeah, it last wow. week, and I meant every single word of it. As long as they are in these playoffs, I am not picking against Tampa Bay. That's gonna it is magic that I am rooting for. I am rooting for the first home Super Bowl in the history of the NFL, right? That is correct, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco won at Stanford, which is, you know, right around the corner. It's but not, sure. It's not, it's not the same. <laughs> it's pretty much the same. It wasn't Candlestick. It's pretty I miss much Candlestick. It wasn't Candlestick. Anyways. You're wrong. I, they were a candlestick yeah. then, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Just double checking. I don't want to be erroneous. Um, no, I, I, I got to roll. I, this is this is a heart pick. Um, it's a if wrong I had to pick. put money on hey, the game, I, I don't know what I would do. I would just be sad that I had to put money on the game. I'm absolutely not betting on this game. Um, I want to see the magic continue. Uh, I think this might be one of those where the regular season game is very misleading. Oh, hell yes. But – I mean, it showed you it can be done. Although, I will say, if Rashawn Gary plays the way he did last week, Tampa Bay is screwed. Because if that pass rush gets going, man, it's it's a wrap. It's 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 what they have to keep Tom Brady clean to win this game. They have to, and they have to get it. They have to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable, just like they did way back in week. What did you say it was, Matt? I didn't say what we <laughs> Oh, I thought you did. It was it was a long time right. ago, and let's hope, let's hope for mine and Matt's sake that history can repeat itself. Well, let's just today. get over this we next need game. Tom Brady hoisting oh, another. I don't want to dwell on this. Can we just move past this next one? All right. Well, we already uh, know who Dylan's uh, picking for this next yeah. one. Let's be yeah, real. You uh, should. The, the two deserved MVPs on this uh, team in, in Stephon Diggs and uh, Josh Allen. Buffalo Cinderella season continues. Hooray. Thanks to Lamar Jackson, honestly, who is the real MVP that <laughs> game, because Buffalo's offense did not get it 36 done. 36 rushing The question yards. is, can Buffalo attack Kansas City the way you can attack Kansas City? And they haven't shown that they no can chance. all year because their running game highly suspect. Kansas City, a three-point home favorite. Okay, so 
for every single human being in the entire world who has said that the running game doesn't matter, it's antiquated, the game has moved on, watch what happens to Buffalo this weekend. They cannot run the ball. They ran for 36 yards this past game. Josh Allen is going to try to run again because Devin Singletary can't do it. Zach Moss can't do it. TJ Yeldon can't do, not, do it. Hold on. Do not blame that woeful run blocking line. Do not blame that on the running backs. You stop that right now. They can't do it. This game is going to be manslaughter. It is going to be a crime. The people of Buffalo are going to suffer. I feel bad about it. I don't feel good about it. And Kazakhstan. But I, I really <laughs> – there you go. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, but it's going to be horrible. Honestly, it will. This is exactly why you can't have a one-dimensional offense in the NFL. You don't need to be running for 200 yards a game, but you can't produce less than 50 yards on the ground either, especially against a Kansas City team like this. Even if Mahomes is hurt, if you don't run the ball for more than 50 yards, you're going to be destroyed, dismantled, and dismembered. Buffalo is not going to have this game be close. I am guessing, again, a double-digit win in this one. I am taking Kansas City. Wow. Oh, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm right there, too. And even if Baltimore would have won, <laughs> it would have been the same pick. Uh I think Kansas City was going to smash whoever they played. In this scenario, you can put any of the other 15 AFC teams here, and I don't think it was really going to make any type of a difference. I don't have any uh, qualms about Patrick Mahomes' ability to play. There's a report, a report yesterday that said he was fine. There's a report today like, oh, he's, he's super fine. So I don't think that's going to play a factor even a little bit. Um, and I, I just think they're they're too good. I think he's too good, and I think he's on a obviously on a mission to prove and to rack up as many Super Bowls as he can early, because once they pay everybody, it might be a little bit harder later. Um, so I think they're really really trying to hit this this window of opportunity that they have, and I don't see Buffalo getting in the way of that. We got another rematch. The last time these two teams faced off, Clyde's Edward Hilaire had 161 rushing yards and Kansas City dominated 26-17. And that was back in week six. I actually know the week for this one, Paul. That was the uh, No Edwards Hilaire last week. And there's a question whether or not he'll be ready to go for the AFC Championship game. But if the blueprint is the same, then Daryl Williams and Le'Veon Bell could be the ones carrying the rock for Kansas City in this one. Last time these two teams played, Josh Allen did not look that good. Did not have everything going offensively that he currently has going as far as his receivers are concerned, as far as Stephon Diggs, as far as John Brown, as far as uh, Cole Beasley. I think that offense is going to do more in this game than they did last time. I think it's going to be a much closer battle. And just like Paul has reminded all of us all season, Kansas City isn't blowing anybody out for whatever reason that may be. That has followed suit last week as well. I don't know how much I trust the reports on how healthy uh, that um, – Jesus Christ, that Pat Mahomes actually is. And I think that's going to play a factor in this game. I think Buffalo does keep it close. I'm running with both road teams this week to stay inside the spreads. So give me the bills. I just think Kansas City is too good. Um, if they're clicking on all cylinders, 
from seeing what I saw with Buffalo and the one dimension that we've talked about, I I just I, I know that Kansas City does not beat teams by more than a touchdown. That's kind of been their MO all year. Um, but they don't have to beat them by more than a touchdown. They just have to beat them by four points. So um, I'm going to take Kansas City at home. I honestly thought this one, once Dylan came around, I thought this was going to be a sweep. And then Matt surprised me because uh, Matt wants to go 0-2 really bad. I just want good championship games. See, which you will I, I not get. It. get. I, and I was, I was rooting for that in and part, especially, especially wild also card true. weekend. True. Especially wild card weekend. Um, I've talked about it at length. Kansas City's run defense is atrocious. That's how you attack them. The problem is, in modern football, the game is much more about the offensive side of the ball. It's why little fantasy tip for anybody out there. You're not trying to play the best defense in the NFL every week. You're trying to play the defense that plays against the worst offense every week. It's all about the offense. Buffalo's offense cannot run the football. As bad as Kansas City is defending the run, that is not going to change overnight. They can't run block. It's it's like watching Detroit, honestly. It's awful. And yeah, they can throw the ball. Kansas City defends the pass pretty well. Josh Allen is going to have to do way more than anybody is capable of to keep pace with Kansas City's offense. I, I just, I, I don't see it happening. I would love to be wrong. I would love Buffalo to surprise everyone, go to the Super Bowl to lose another one again. Uh, it's kind of what they do. But I, I just don't see it happen. I'm surprised this spread is as right. low as it is, honestly. At, at two and a half, I was putting big money on this game because um, that was just. Wait, how could you do that play. when online sports betting goes live in Michigan on Friday? You know what, Dylan? <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Hold on a second. Does any does your opinion change at, at all FBI. if Mahomes is out and Henny starts? No. Mine doesn't either. Does my like. Does your pick like, does your pick change you on the, the spread? Bills, yeah, do you think the Bills might have a chance if Henny starts? No, I don't think so. I I so absolutely. I don't think so. A chance, yes. I think they'd have a chance. Not to beat the I spread. Mean, Patrick Mahomes is Slim the best. Slim to none in Patrick my Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. What? Understandable. But, but Henny's capable of getting the ball to Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. They, they could just is, do But they're not going to the the one time he tried. So it. the thing is, they're not going to score as many points with him. But you only need to be three for just a push. That's the problem. Right. And at that, but at that point, you open the door for Josh Allen to single handedly be able to keep pace with them because he is phenomenal. Not I agree. He, he is everything. I agree. He is everything that people thought Lamar Jackson. But was. he can't. But they can't run the ball. It is funny That's though because you said six yards per attempt is so horrible for a quarterback. You see what Josh Allen did. Last game was a very poor game for the offense. I didn't say Josh Allen let the right. world on fire last week, but Baltimore. Baltimore saying. is a much better defense than Kansas City. Baltimore has an elite, elite defense. Kansas City has good defense. Fire acceptable right, defense, so. but. Baltimore has a very good defense, and Buffalo played poor. Buffalo didn't win that game because their offense last week. How many offensive points did they score last week? Ten. Yes, sir. I mean, it was it was an ugly, oh. bad game for their offense last week, and that's all the more reason to be on Kansas City, regardless. Of oh, so that was that was that was bad offense last week, not good defense. 
Well, didn't I just say it was all about the offense? Just making sure. But it, it's both. It's both, though. It is both. Your defense still matters, but unfortunately, the way the game is today, the way the rules are, the way it's set up, oh, it's... offense has more control over the outcome. You can play great defense and still give up twenty-seven points. It's possible. So, and that's just where we're at with football. And I have a problem with that, but that's a topic for a different day. That's just reality. Uh, that's so, also very I, dependent I, on I, the team, though. To be fair, like, like to like for example, Tampa Bay is winning that game if they keep the Packers under thirty. So, I are they? Yes. That, I mean, yeah, that's ideal. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised you guys think of Chad. I think no, it is like because of ju- it is an indictment on the imbalance of the Buffalo offense more than anything else. It's just going to be such In the a balance problem. of Kansas City's offense. Right, Kansas City can beat you so many ways. Right, I, I, like, just, I mean, it's, with Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney's not like this great quarterback, but can he manage a game and get them by? Absolutely, he can. Yeah, outside of that one throw, which was basically an arm pun, it's not like it hurt them. He so, did a wonderful job managing the game. Like he did everything that you could ask of him. Now it was very short. Right time frame last week he didn't have to manage it for too long but he did everything you could have possibly asked for him and he iced the game for them right i mean he had a big gutsy run on third down and they trusted him how how much does it say about him that coaches trusted them to go for it on fourth down and not just go for it it's fourth and one and they trusted him enough to throw the football i mean that's uh, you can't speak more to him even with patrick mahomes in the game you think maybe they're going to run the ball they trusted chad and he had fourth and one to ice the game to throw the football and that's how good the team is around him and how much faith they have that he can manage the game and not make mistakes so no i in this is kind of moot um I, we're all on the same page patrick mahomes is playing this game uh, there's no way in the world yeah. he's not based playing. on reports today i don't know yet he's playing the game Schefter said that he's still in concussion protocol despite having a good day. He is still in protocol. He is in protocol. Playing the game is one thing. Lasting the entire game is where my question is. Well, what is he not going to last? You think he's going to take another concussion? No, 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 no. He might. He very well might. Don't act like it can't happen. It's not just that. I mean, that can happen in any game. Stop. It's not just his concussion. He has a really bad problem with his foot. Like, very bad. He he broke a a toe. He broke a toe. But I... His, he doesn't that need, shit can hurt. He didn't need to. He doesn't need to run for a he million. Still they still tried to run with him, which knocked him out of the game. He can run. It's just listen. Yeah, but, yeah, but that was that was the enemy's call. They're gonna they're gonna wrap it up. He, he's gonna he's gonna have a little bit of a club foot, and he's gonna be fine. We'll see. Uh, no, we're fine. good. Ryan, <clears throat> do the thing. All right. Oh, I did have it. Never mind. All right, never mind. <laughs> Make sure that you guys. Follow us. You know where to follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Sports Carnage Podcast, uh, and then listen to our podcast as well. iTunes and Podbean, and like, share, rate, subscribe, review, all of that good stuff that we have going on. Um, and thank you, and welcome Dylan back to the podcast. And we'll be on next week too. For Dylan Bear, Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, AJ Riley, I'm Matt Bass, and we are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending this week with us. We'll be back with y'all next week. <laughs>